everybody, this is Russ, and I am standing here outside of Golden Age Collectibles in Vancouver, British Columbia. This is a great comic shop, one of my favorites. And uh, I'm going to go into here, I'm going to talk to Hank Pattison, who's one of the employees, about Deadly Class. And if you are looking forward to this series, what comics you can read, you know, besides Deadly Class, to get hyped. So let's go in. Here with Hank Pattison from Golden Age Collectibles in Vancouver, one of my favorite comic shops, and about 20 minutes-ish from where they shoot Deadly Class. Yeah, that's exactly it. We uh, we had Rick Remender doing a signing in the shop for, oh my god, what was his new book that he was signing when he came in? Well, I just remember he was in town because they were filming Deadly Class, right. um, and we wound up having uh, the cast stop by and surprised him, and it was, uh, it was a really cool thing. So yeah, it definitely made us feel like we're real plugged into this whole development now. Nice. All right, so uh, what have you got? What have you, if, if, if somebody, and again, like knowing that this is not a show that's aired yet, but uh, if, if you're looking forward to Deadly Class, what are some of the comics that you might try besides remembering Craig's Deadly Class that you think are going to click with this audience? Things that have sort of a thematic connection, or as you say, like just if you enjoyed, then you will dig, you should check out. Um, and I try to pick some things that are a little lesser known, and I try, well, and then some things that are going to be real obvious. Um, and I also tried to go with some real creator-owned stuff. Deadly Classes, of course, uh, Rick Remender doing it for himself. And, mm -hmm. yeah, I think creator-owned comics are something you should really push. Street Angel by Jim Rugg. Uh, Street Angel is a story about a young girl who is a homeless kung fu expert and the greatest skateboarder in the world, and she fights ninjas and also supervillains, uh, all while staying homeless. And uh, it's kind of cynical and sort of crappy. It doesn't have a lot of optimism to it. And at the same time, it's also about a young girl with a skateboard who beats up ninjas, so it's really rad, like <laughs> in a very literal rad. Next up. I got Kill Them All by Kyle Starks. Kyle Starks has just been doing stuff for a few years now. It feels like he really just like burst onto the scene with his first book, Sex Castle. Uh, Kill Them All is... It's like a 80s action epic, but done through the guise of like a Scott Pilgrim, Brian Lee O'Malley, uh, that sort of a vein. Uh, it's basically about a... How does this go? It's an ex-cop, his partner, and a deadly assassin. They enter a building that is full of people they need to kill to get to the top of the building, and this book is them killing their way from the first floor to the top floor. It's awesome. There's, uh, there's no other way to put it. We Three, a little bit of an older piece. This is Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. Uh, this is originally a Vertigo publication. It's basically... Animals turned into weapons, uh, weaponized critters, and made not super intelligent. Uh, the kind of cool thing about it is that the animals talk, but they retain a basic animal intelligence. The reason we were pushing this one is that it's uh, we were talking about the violence in Deadly Class. Frank Whiteley has a way to draw textures and sequences that are... Uh, I want to say similar to uh, the French artist Mobius, uh, so you get those elements of, uh, he influenced a lot of like the fifth element, so that kind of grandiose sci-fi. Uh, so when he draws a head exploding, he really draws a head exploding. So if you want to see an exploding head uh, blown up by a little bunny rabbit, a wonderful dog, and a very mean cat, We Three is wonderful. Next up we have The Boys, created by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. Uh, specifically, again, talking about violent books, uh, The Boys, which is currently being adapted into a live-action TV series like Deadly Class. Uh, the Boys is probably one of the most brutal comics you'll ever read. It's about a 
team of CIA-backed operatives whose job is to police superhumans. So it sort of has that Watchmen vibe of superheroes in a real world. And at the same time, this was uh, specifically Garth Ennis's post-Preacher project. And Preacher had been such a big deal, it had broken a lot of ground for just being known for being outrageously violent. And with the boys, he wanted to basically take that to the next level and manage to succeed. I mean, you got a little bits of the boys. If you cut to any of the art from inside of it, it's uh, it succeeds at what it is. And at the same time, it is a character-driven story with oh, just some incredible impact, especially when he starts talking about historical artifacts. Um, there are a lot of aspects of the book where he will just be talking about World War II history, uh, Vietnam history, talking about the way that uh, <laughs> the open market influenced politics. There are points where it almost leaves behind being a story about the boys and becomes this thing about like social economic politics, while at the same time being this outrageously funny, violent, stupid comic. Uh, so yeah, the boys, really good. Kill It Be Killed, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Uh, this is basically just a very realistic take on the idea of a masked vigilante. That if you simply put on a disguise and went out at night with a gun trying to solve the problems of society, this might be kind of what it looks like, a little bit more than, say, the Punisher or Batman. Um, saying too much about it gives too much away, so simply saying it's a really good book. The Goddamned, uh, Jason Aaron and huh, R.M. Guerra, who I, I, I can't say his name right, uh, this is basically the world right before God caused the flood to happen. And uh, it's, it sort of goes into that concept that uh, God caused the flood to happen because the world was a really bad place. But this takes, this is a very trite thing to say, but it's a very Game of Thrones perspective on it. It's taking a look at those things with a lot more of a realistic eye towards abuse and suffering. Um, so it is a very heavy and cruel series, and definitely just a disgustingly depraved and violent series. I want to say, but with a with a good with a good heart deep inside of it, maybe not. Maybe it's just uh, just a really harsh read, but it's a really good thing to, for that. The last is the original Kevin Eastman and Peter Lair, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If we're talking about violence and we're talking about 1980s and we're talking about comic books, this is the violent 80s comic book. This was before, of course, it got turned into the comic book and became the huge pop culture phenomenon that it is known as. Uh, but they've done a really nice reproduction of it in the past few years where this is in full color. Uh, they've retouched since the last time. And it is the original violent teenagers killing stuff with swords, which is a really fun aspect to what Deadly Class is. I wouldn't say that Deadly Class was looking to the Ninja Turtles for inspiration, but in terms of looking at the history of comic books, it's really easy to overlook what the Ninja Turtles were, especially because of the movies and the cartoons and everything else that's followed. These original comics spawned all of that stuff for a reason. They did it because they were really quality books. Not necessarily what the Turtles became famous for, but this stuff really manages to stand on its own and be a really good and sometimes intensely violent story. So, yeah, for fans of Deadly Class. All right, thanks so much to Hank and to Golden Age Collectibles here in Vancouver, British Columbia for hosting us. Uh, check out Deadly Class on January 16th. And in the meantime, donate to Vokra. That is the charity that Siobhan Williams is involved with and that's kind of the inspiration behind these series of videos. 
Uh, I do have a handful of extra copies at home of the first volume of Deadly Class. If you donate, uh, let's say, $20 to Vokra and send the receipt to Siobhan, the first three people who include my name or comic book in the notes, uh, I'll just send them one of these. It's not signed, it's not special in any way, but it is basically a way for you to do something good, get involved with the fundraiser, get your name in the pot for the giveaways that Siobhan is doing, and also be guaranteed, like bare minimum, you get this comic. So thanks so much, and we'll be back very soon. Always remember to rewind your cassettes. Vita Mortem, the Deadly Class podcast, is part of the Emerald City Video Podcast Network. It's produced and edited by Russ Burlingame, that's me, and you can contact us at any time by writing to deadlyclasspodcast at gmail.com.